0: I always tell other people to fix their their stuff before we begin, but I didn't today. I didn't today, and that's okay. All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about, or just a live TV, as I like to call it. I'm your host melissa Kretschler. i'm an identity coach spiritual teacher business mentor and founder and creator of not only just the live tv but also the women supporting women can network today we're going to be talking about what is your superpower and i'm really excited for today's episode our sponsor for today is a phoenix identity who helps you identify your superpower through your identity and finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you Today, my guest co-host is Adele King, and I will hand it over to her momentarily, but please go like, follow, and share the show. Sign up for our newsletter at justalivetv.com and connect. We're always looking for guest speakers, guest co-hosts, guest bloggers, and of course, feature topics. So Adele, I'll hand it over for you to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, my name is Adele King. I am a business coach working with female entrepreneurs, um, to help them tap into their brilliance, their unique gift in the world, which is why I'm so excited about our topic for today of, um, what is your superpower? Um, so yeah, I'm excited to dive right in.
0: Absolutely. And for anybody catching the live or watching the replay, you can connect with either myself or Adele in the links in the description. Both of us are linked below and yeah, you can connect and reach out that way or you can comment live, whichever one. Um, all right, Adele, let's get started. So I I was very excited for this episode as well because I think that as individual beings, and again, you know, identity coach, so it's, I always have to go with individuality, but as individuals, we have things that we're better at and things that maybe we're not so great at. And I think for you and I in particular, especially, is we found what we're good at. We found what we excel at, what we're really good at. And we focused on that. I don't think enough people, especially enough young people, and as you get older, there isn't so much of a focus on who are you, what, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you like? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I have two different sides. Like one is I have a background in education. And so from the school perspective, I feel like there's not enough acknowledgement and encouragement of young people to identify what their strengths are to develop those strengths. I think that becomes Um, relegated to home life and extracurriculars and and independent exploration rather than being something that's nurtured and um, fostered in schools, which is one of my like challenges with the the world of schools and why I pulled away from teaching. Um, And then on the other side, I feel like in the world of business and dealing with adults, Sometimes they don't know what their strengths are and, and they're still like functioning from that place. And I think sometimes it's the other side of, of things where people have so many different interests. Like they're very multi-passionate. They have a lot of strengths and talents and abilities, and they don't necessarily know how to focus it, how to channel it. Um, like in, in entrepreneurship, it tends to be the niche conversation of like, well, what do I do? I want to do all of these things and I don't want to commit to one thing. Um, and so I think it can go either side of that, right? It's like, what first of all, identifying like, what are your superpowers? What are your gifts, your talents? What is your area of brilliance and genius? And then if it is many areas, how do you, How do you wrangle that in, in a way that's like focused and productive, um, without having to give up the things that you love?
0: Absolutely. So going, starting with kids, let's, let's even just, like I said, start with kids here is when we're in school, because you, you have that educational background. I would love to create a program for teens on how to identify who they are. Yeah. Right and i've noticed a lot of workplaces in the last few years that are instead of focusing on the specific skill set that they need they're focusing on the skill set of their employees um, they still obviously need to fill that role or fill that position but what they're doing is when you get hired into the company they're like they go through the interview process and what your skills are and in the midst of that they will put you in a position where you are utilizing your skills, embracing your skills, building on your skills, and really bringing transformation not to you to yourself, but for the company that you're in, by being a part of those skills, I don't know how many women I've even interviewed on the show, that have, um, you know, taken raises and promotions and, and grown in their corporate jobs only to realize that that's not what they wanted they wanted they liked that entry level where where they were doing what they truly truly enjoyed and Mm. i think we've we've grown out of that now you mentioned business coaching so i just started a business coaching and this isn't a promotion but i just started a business coaching company because business even for coaches especially for coaches right now it's become one size fits all and Mm. I'm a size 18. I'll, I'll fully admit that I'm, my belly is a size 18. Um, but I go and try it on a size 18 pair of pants and none of them are going to fit me properly because my legs are either going to be too skinny or I don't have a butt or, you know, and there's all of this, right. And, mm-hmm. but even in, even in, in any way, shape or form for society, it's one size fits all. Right. It's you have to be this size or you have to be this way or you have to, you know, have these skill sets and go through that. And it's like, but why? But why?
1: Well, and I think in the same way that saying like, I'm a size 18, well, what does that mean? Cause every brand is going to be cut different, is going to be a, a different size. It's like, are you a size 18? Right. Like, it's like you can label it that in the same way that um, you can label. I think, I think there's like this when you give something a label, it like confines it to something, it defines it in a certain way. And I think the same thing is true, whether you're talking about your personality about, um, I think a lot of times things that are actually capacities get labeled as like disabilities or problematic behavior. And then we don't we don't think about them the same way we don't look at them the same way and so i think that relates to what you're saying in the in the businesses and the companies like people get promoted into these different areas that are like oh you could do this like go here rather than like really honing in on what what is the the talent there and what is the where's the joy right like i think that part gets overlooked so much too um, so I think being aware of the labels that we use and give to certain things is really important and, and noticing when we do ha- where we do have labels, like if you have already applied a label to yourself in any way, looking at it and being like, okay, well, what does that mean actually for me? How does that apply to me? And, and if you flip it like the other direction, then what What's right about it? What are the capacities there? Um, how could you be using that to your advantage in a way that you might not have noticed because it's within this box of a label? Yep.
0: Um, one of our viewers, Ghost floof. Hello, Ghost Floof. Um, me as a therapist wishing I can go back to being a social worker. Many more people to work with, sure, but it was easier. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Um to to further expand on on particularly entrepreneurs, right? Um is with the one size fits all model. I don't know how many coaches or business coaches that I've seen who are teaching their model or teaching the model that works for them or teaching, you know, and that's great. Absolutely. It's great. There are multiple people who do benefit from that model, but there's a lot who don't, right? And I've created, that's why I created mine, right? Because it was like, what's your model? What What is your business look like? What's your superpower? How do we build that into your marketing and your branding and all of this? Yeah. It being about what worked for me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think I, I call it bright shiny object syndrome, and yeah. what you're referring to as like one size fits all is like people go around, and there's there are so many coaches that are like, well, this is my model, and this, this is what worked for me, and therefore it will work for you because it worked for these client testimonials, and it it works for a certain type of person, a certain type of business, and people don't really evaluate and recognize that for themselves. So, and, and it's really hard. Like there are things that I can do for clients that, and for people that I work with that I can't necessarily do for myself. That's why I, I have my own business coaches, you know, um, because we all have our blind spots, especially when it comes to ourself and our own. Um, I think what happens is a lot of time it comes so naturally to us, the things that we're actually like the best at, and that are the most like valuable to other people that we can contribute the most. And so we don't really get that that's an area of brilliance or that that might be valuable and i think that that's um particularly true among women and and i know like there's a lot of talk now about imposter syndrome which is not a term i particularly resonate with but i know there's a lot of that around right now and um or just like that that lack of self confidence lack of self worth in in bringing value and providing value and and receiving um Receiving accolades, receiving contribution back for that, um, so I think it's it's it can be really challenging to identify that and and see where those blind spots are. So um, I think people go and and they're seeking outside of themselves for something that's going to be the right fit and not necessarily seeing what's going to be the right fit for me, what's going to work for me, you know. So I think it's really amazing to find those people who can reflect that back um yeah and
0: that goes yeah. hand in hand with the superpower right is what is your superpower as we do need to identify what our strengths are and what we're maybe not great at i can't stand social media marketing <laughs> i can't stand it and when i tried to do it everybody else's way it just wouldn't work for me everybody processes things differently we yeah you can have identical twins going through the identical situation, and both of them take something completely different from it. Right? It's because it's individuality, we are all unique individuals. So while I can say, Oh, hey, you know, I found what makes me successful. That's my superpower, right? Like I tapped into my superpower. And you know, my power center and everything else, depending on what area or aspect you want to go, And I created a business that reflected that, reflected my gift. And, you know, when I first started the show, one of my weaknesses is I have massive stage fright. I would take, oh, probably about 50, I would do 50 takes. If I pre-record a video, I do like 50 takes. And even then I don't like it. I would do a hundred selfies and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I can stand this one. But now I can do a TikTok And first try because I started a show and it just it became natural for me so all of the things that over time i've put off. I can now go back to and say okay i'm ready to, to record all of my courses and i'm ready to do this and i'm ready to do that, because I finally tapped into it it's not only doing my superpower but i'm now tapped into that superpower and able to work on the things that maybe I wasn't so great at. Um, you mentioned imposter syndrome. We did an episode on imposter syndrome and I loved it. Um, but at the same time, I think the biggest thing, there's two variations of imposter syndrome. Number one is not feeling worthy, right? We talked, when we did the episode on imposter syndrome, it was your self-worth. That was the Mm. imposter syndrome, right? The limiting beliefs, the self-worth, all of that. But there's also another imposter syndrome and that is trying to emulate or create yourself or your business or your marketing or whatever it is that you do your life Mm. on somebody else's model. Yeah. And that doesn't work. That, that is a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where alignment, like I, you know, alignment is another cat buzzword these days, but I think that that, that's kind of the antidote to that right it's like finding your own way what finding what's true for you and i think what you said is really important is like it's not always the thing that seems so obvious like in my marketing i've i've struggled with that myself where i'm like oh i i i'm on facebook therefore i should do facebook marketing but it's really hard for me it ends up like really becoming distracting and taking over my whole day and i'm like this can't possibly be productive for my business <laughs> um, so, cause I'm not getting anything else done. Whereas like connecting with people and having conversations and speaking because I'm really care about what I do and the world that that can create, um, you kind of like just started to touch on it, but it's like, when people get to show up in their brilliance and what they love to do, like, I used to say this all the time, like just imagine what the world would be like if people just all loved what they did and shared their brilliance, like how different that would be rather than that, like drudgery nine to five. And I think that's one of the gifts of COVID is that people are really reevaluating, like, how do I want to spend my life? What do I want to be doing? Where do I want to be? It's not just about the money or getting ahead. It's like really that quality of life question. Like, what am I doing with my time? Um, so that's, that's my own like ideal, my idealistic view of the world. But I, I just think it's so, it's so important and it makes such a difference. And so I, I think that conversation of finding what that is, I think sometimes it's, it can be really scary for people or it feels like, it, um, like too challenging to like, take that time out and figure out what that is, but But when you think about like what that can create, not just for yourself and your life, but like in the world as a whole, um, it's, it's something that like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) I find when you tap, I I love everything that you just said. We do have a comment. Uh, You're probably overestimating what's going against you and underestimating what's within you. Brianna Weist said that. Um, and ghost floof was, was doing or sharing that quote that it, it, that's absolutely true. Right. We, you talked about, you know, the quality of life and, you know, some people are happy doing the nine to five grind because the nine to five grind, you leave work at home (laughs) or you leave work at work. I love that. I, I worked for Canada post and it was, I would go to work, do my job. And then I'd come home. There was no in-between. It was just literally work and, and home. As an entrepreneur, I don't get that. <laughs> we don't get that. It's home. Um, but trying to fit into that mold, a lot of business coaches nowadays will talk about, you know, being a seven-figure earner, a six-figure earner. And when you start to create your own, you know, you're starting to create your own business you're questioning that. That's the drive, right? We all, we all want to make tons of money, but if you actually sit back and ask yourself and go, you know, do I really need that? Is that really what I'm striving for? That might not be the answer, right? Some people might be happy making, you know, 50, 70, a hundred thousand a year rather than multi six and seven figures. Yeah. It's not, that's not the right thing for everybody as well.
1: I think that's, I think that's so key. And I, I, um, one of my favorite games is this game where you play, it's called like, I, you can have that. And it's like two people going back and forth. And one is just going through all the things that they desire in their life. And the other person just goes, you can have that. And I love that. Cause it's, I do believe we live in an abundant world. You can have, if you can conceive of it, if you can think of it, it's there for you. And, it's super important to note, right? Like not everybody wants the same things. And that's part of why it's abundant because we don't all, if we all wanted exactly the same thing that would make it a lot more challenging for it to deliver. And even then I believe the world is abundant we could all have it. But but that's part of the beauty is we don't all want the same thing. It's not, again, it's not one size fits all. And so one of my like taglines is whatever you desire whatever that looks like for you you can have that and it's so it's so beautiful that people want different things you know i have one friend who wanted a pickup truck and a farm when she grew up another one who wants to have a large plot of land where she can have her family all there like a huge compound and i'm like that's beautiful like family is super important to her you know i just think it's you know i want a castle (laughs) like everybody wants something different and that's so great you
0: sent me the link to the castles didn't you? somebody sent me a link to castles because i want the uh, like i have multi-million dreams and that's like my house right it doesn't even have to be over a million dollars i just i want a house that's big enough for i have four children and i want to have like my own house within the house like if i have my room and my office but my like both of my sons in the basement, you know, where they have, like, it's their own apartment, but down there, right? They don't have to move out. They got their own apartment. They just stay there. And then my older two, right? And I love the thought of that. That's what I want, right? I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. I want to change the world, but I'm doing stuff to have that (laughs) And and I can have it. And I'm, and I'm building towards it, which is great. But At the same time, that's not maybe my husband's dream. He's like, I don't want a big house. And I'm like, why not? I'll hire somebody to clean it. We'll be good, right? Um, But at the same time, so it's working through that as well. We have super, my superpower is conversation. That is one of my number. I have multiple, which is, you were talking about multi-passionate entrepreneurs. I have six businesses. And the reason that I have six businesses is because I am psychotically multi-passionate. And well, not psychotically, I'm insanely multi-passionate and I love what I do, but the basis for everything that I'm doing comes down to my superpower. And that is helping others. That's opening conversations. That's opening avenues of thought, of change, of resources, of all of the things that I have the capability and the understanding to, excuse me, to share to whoever needs it. It's connecting with people like Adele, people like you, who, you know, have visions and have things that they can help people learn. And, and that's, that's the dream. It doesn't mean we, you know, not everybody's going to be, but I started the show and it's, I'm booked until October now. And I have people going, oh, I'm starting a talk show. And I'm just like, you know, great for you. But number one, good luck. <laughs> number two, um, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I, I don't find it work.
2: Right.
0: When you tap into that superpower, it's not work. You're right. you're feeding, you're feeding your soul. You're feeding your mindset. You're feeding your body, and you're you're feeding every aspect of yourself with doing that work because it's your superpower. It's it's like being recharged.
1: And it, yeah, I was going to say, it energizes you. It's like play. Um, So you come out stronger and better. And I I used to, I used to read tarot cards like years ago at the New York Renaissance fair with my mom, Uh, (laughs) all in garb. Um, And a lot of the, like one of the main topics that readings are about is relationships and you know, I mean, a lot nowadays, I think a lot of people know the book, uh, about filling your bucket. And I think it's the same thing with, it's the same with anything you need to find that thing that fills you up and then give from the overflow, not from depletion. Cause that's how you end up like burnt out. If you're depleting and depleting and depleting and depleting to give and to be of service in a way that doesn't also fill you up and feed you, um, it, it doesn't actually end up serving anybody because at the end of the day, you have nothing left to give. You have nothing left for yourself. So finding that thing that, that intrinsically nurtures you and nourishes you, I think is so key. Um, and then you get to give from this, this overflow, this exuberance, this joy and expression of your soul of who you are, um, so I think that's, I think that's such a beautiful place to be. I'm like blown away that you have six businesses. It's
0: amazing. <laughs> I'll share them. And the only reason I share them is because they all come down to the same thing. Okay. So I'm an identity coach. I take people through a Phoenix journey because the journey of the Phoenix is amazing. And it is literally a, a Phoenix identity, which sponsored this episode. Um, basically what it is, is we burn to the, metaphorically burn to the ground, whatever's not working. And whether that's your life, your relationship, your business, anything I do, I work with, you know, individuals, couples, families, groups in that sphere. And it's just burning down to the ground what doesn't work, claiming the fact that you are your individual self, and recreating. Yeah. Right. And The second one, I'm a spiritual teacher. I deal with newbies who are just awakening to their spiritual gifts and abilities because I am a psychic, intuitive medium and empath. So yeah, um, when you said tarot cards, I'm like, hi. (laughs) Um, But again, it's people who are new into it and maybe aren't feeling that confident and don't, you know, aren't feeling it, right? Everything comes down to that superpower. I'm like you, I help people find their superpowers, whether that's through business, spiritually, um, individually through identity, whatever that looks like, because, um, even the show. So the show is one of my businesses. I have women supporting women can, and it's again, just connecting people to what they need in that moment, whether that's a ray of hope, whether that is, you know, sunlight in the dark, whether that is, you know, understanding that it's okay not to be okay. Right? Everything comes down to me wanting to help people. And that's what I do. And that's yeah, six, six businesses, it's quite interesting. They all do different things, though. So I've, and that's why I created the sixth business, which is the business coaching, because I found a way for them all to work. Instead of having to niche down and say, oh, I'm only focusing on one of my passions, I can focus on all of them. And I found a way for me to make them all work at the same time, which is shocking. And I don't think anybody else is doing that. So hi.
1: (laughs) I think it's interesting as you're talking, I'm like listening and I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a taxi ride that I took an Uber ride in San Francisco a while, like years ago. And I was having a conversation with the driver and he's like, Oh, well, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on writing some books and I teach workshops and I teach preschool. Like I was like, he was like, Oh my God, how do you do all these things? And I like, I was like, Oh, I don't really think anything of it. And then I was, as you were talking, I'm like, yes, I'm focused on my business on business coaching, but I also am like, helping my mom publish a book and doing the back end of her business. And like, you know, so it's, I, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, I do a lot. I just don't consider them like a full-fledged business, but I do a lot of different things that could be businesses. Um, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, again, this idea of like how it has to look, how it has to show up, like that it has to be a certain way in order for us to like give it this label or or not give it this label, or you know how we define things, or how we think about them, and how we think about ourselves, right? How we how we present that to other people um, Ooh, yes. is, is so interesting, right? You know, um, yeah, it's something I I have to confess, like I'm notoriously hard on myself. I know there's, you know, I'm not alone in that, um, but yeah, I definitely downplay a lot of stuff, which is, has been kind of my inner healing journey is to really own, right? Like even once you identify your gifts, like then really owning them and, and, uh, going back to that idea of seeing the value in it, um, and, and being willing to then share those gifts in a way that, that is, is productive, I think is really important too. Yep. Um, so a whole other journey.
0: We know, we know from being spiritual when, you know, we do want praise. I remember, and and one of my memories popped up and that was, I think I was between the ages of eight and 12. And I went to my, my mother's friend was babysitting me and I went there and I'm like, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And I asked for something to eat and drink. And I remember getting in trouble and being told that when I went to other people's houses, I wasn't allowed to ask for, to eat anything or drink anything. And I'm like, why not? Like, I mean, obviously if I'm doing it all the time, the whole time I'm there, obviously, but like, if I'm genuinely thirsty or I'm genuinely hungry, should I not ask for what I want? And I think that goes for our superpowers as well, because if we're not getting what, what we need, whether that be, you know, our ability to have self-expression, our ability to plan the way that we want things to look, the ability to do, be doing multiple things and not feeling like they're work because we're just doing them, right? The ability to say, hey, this is what works for me. I love your method, but, but it's not good for me, right? Um, and there's so many instances as, as we age, especially when we're kids that we're told not to embrace, you know, being like the downplay, right. We're, we're told don't brag, don't boast. Don't, you know, be overly confident as women we're taught. Oh, don't, you know, um, there's a TikTok floating around where don't be intelligent around men or some, something like that. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, here we go again. Um, but why not? right? If we're not doing it with the intention of boasting or the intention of putting anybody else down or making anybody feel the wrong way, why can't we?
1: I think even if you are, I think that's something like a, okay. A, I think there's a lot of things in this reality that are the opposite of how they should be. And it's like, like, I don't know, like, why, why not be proud of yourself? Why not shout it from the rooftop? Like if you're not willing to do it, how is anybody else going to, and, and that's the thing is like, if you are not, if you like, when you have a judgment of yourself, if even if you are getting praise from other people, you're not going to hear it. It's not going to like land. So I, I think it's like so important to build ourselves up, to build each other up, to, to have that pride in our in ourselves and our abilities and and to be able to share it and I'm not saying like yeah there's like bragging right where it's like you're just doing where there's a way of bragging where you're doing it to like belittle other people you know like to one up heaven you don't have Right. So that to me, that's not what I'm talking about, but I think being proud, taking pride in yourself, in your work, in, in how you show up in the world, in, in who you are, right? Like, I think that that's super important and everybody should have that. Um, and that comes from acknowledging ourselves, from receiving that acknowledgement from others. Um, And I, yeah, I'm with you. Why, why is that wrong? (laughs) I don't don't have it. I don't like. Exactly. Right. There we did an
0: episode yesterday. Uh, so yesterday's episode was how to be young and successful. And the young man that I interviewed, 19 oldest of 11 children, um, has his own business, graduated college, has his own business And just bought his first house.
1: That's amazing.
0: At 19. And I'm like, why are you not screaming this from the rooftop? Like I, I was so excited to do the episode because I wanted to brag for him. I wanted to show like, I was, I'm not even his mother and I'm super proud of him because he, he learned who he was. He learned what worked for him and he did it. He made it happen. He still has massive amounts of goals, which are great, but he's working to sacrifice are your expectations of freedom, expectations of, you know, you can make your own hours, but it's not going to stay that way, right? Because you do have to think about your clients, your family. My husband did the same thing yours did last week and said, you know, my husband's never experienced me this busy um mm. minus me working an actual nine five he's never experienced me this busy and he turned around and he said you know what like I'm feeling pushed away mm. and I said absolutely I will make sure that I spend some time focusing on you I need to remind myself of that and I appreciate you letting me know Mm -hmm. One of the main things that entrepreneurs, not just entrepreneurs, but any working couple, no matter what that looks like, even if you're a stay at home parent, Mm -hmm. what we do is we sacrifice our relationship to focus on our career. We sacrifice our relationship to focus on our children. We sacrifice our relationship to reach retirement. But then once that comes, we don't have a relationship. Mm That's why I do the, crisis, the the three month crisis in a Phoenix identity because people get to that point, empty nesters, retirement, um, you know, your relationship breaking down because you never put the effort into it to make sure that both your needs are met.
2: So let me ask you a question. I, I completely agree. And I've seen that in like client after client as well. And I'm curious what your answer is, because I know what my answer is. What do you think people are seeking within themselves that they're trying to fulfill with the success at work? Confidence within themselves. Um, not even just that we, we were
0: conditioned in our generation. We were conditioned by our boomer parents Mm -hmm. because most boomers now don't have retirement plans most boomers don't have retirement goals, don't have the success in their business that is going to overlap into their retirement age. And and I've seen that a considerable amount of that, right? Because Mm -hmm. of the boomer population and how big that was, my retirement pension, like my pension is at risk and I'm in Mm -hmm. Canada. So my pension is at risk because of the boomer population not having enough left over that's been contributed because of just how many boomers there, there were. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not on, not only that is just, we were conditioned that you have to have a good job. You have to set yourself up for retirement. You have to do, like, it's that belief system that we need to set us ourselves up to, for retirement. So yeah. that is one of the most damaging things. And that's why I said being an entrepreneur, you have to release those expectations and those beliefs because I don't ever want to retire. My businesses Mm. are either going to fizzle out when I'm too old to do them, or they're going to be sold and taken care taken over. Right. Mm -hmm. I have two businesses that have the potential to be taken over once I'm no longer able to do them. But I'm not like I can hire people to run them. Well, I'm, you know, in my retirement, but an entrepreneur doesn't see it like it as a coach your coaching practice is your own when, you know, we have to put away for retirement because eventually we won't be coaching, right? And I don't think enough entrepreneurs and I don't think enough coaches in the coaching world understand that, that we do need to financially prepare for ourselves for retirement because we aren't gonna be coaching forever.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I am i don't have kids and I we plan to have a family. I don't have a maternity leave. There's no money coming in in the time that you need money most, which is, you know, when you have a newborn and you need to buy diapers out your butt, like, and so I'm having to literally live smaller, which again, not complaining about it was my choice, but live smaller to try and save enough just to get us through that area before we can even open the door. Cause the last thing I want is to be so stressed out about money that I'm not attending to a newborn the way that I would want to. And I mean, to be human, that's scary as hell. That's the uncertainty of it. And like, what I'll say is, you know, to the question I asked you of what do you think people are trying to fill with work success my experience is their view of their self-worth and if i could give anyone a gift like a psychological that's for you it would be like a true knowledge and knowing and just understanding belief that like they're worthy regardless of how much they work Because when they, when people forget it, they lose certain things they have, especially the people who have seen your work the entire time. And I'm so grateful for like the journey I went on because I did not believe I was worthy. And then my world changed. Coaching found me. Like, I really don't believe I found coaching. Like it truly found me and it just like clicked in my heart. And like, it was just so knowing and without that understanding of like i am worthy regardless of if this business succeeds or fails like i'm eternally grateful for the success i've been blessed with but something happens and it fails let's say like i'm still worthy my like who i am is not attached to that and like if you're gonna be an entrepreneur And you want to have a balance in your life of some sense. You got to know that otherwise you're, you're pulling 24 seven all nighters every fricking night. Cause I did that in the beginning and my body said, Nope, sorry.
0: I, I found that amazing. I find that amazing that you just said that. So my main business or my original business is identity coaching. And Our core identity, our self-worth, our confidence, our self-love, our personal development, that doesn't come from external sources. That Mm -hmm. all comes from our belief of ourselves. And until we get that knowledge of, I am confident, I am beautiful, I am capable, I am available, I am ready, I'm, I'm courageous and confident and all of that, until we are able to look in a mirror and say that to ourselves we can't say that externally one of the first things and and again i i can promote this because it's the phoenix identity and i've sponsored today um with the phoenix identity one of the main things i ask my clients to do is stand in front of a mirror Stand in front of the mirror and I want you to truly look at yourself. Don't look at your appearance. Don't look at any, look at your eyes. Look at, look at the person looking back at you and ask yourself, who am I? Mm. Who is the person looking back at me? Because the most damaging thing we can ever do, the conversations we have with other people aren't as hurtful as the conversations we have about ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you're putting yourself out there, right? You're putting your identity out there, your business, just like TNM mentors, okay, which is the business mentorship with my partner. I do business mindset. That's what I bring to the table is the fact that I am a multi-passionate six business owner, entrepreneur, I'm a mother of four. I have a ridiculous amount of animals and I'm running six businesses, right? And I'm confident and I'm happy and, you know, shit happens. I'm not going to lie. Shit happens, right? Shit goes down the toilet and I'm just like, what's going on today? Um, But I roll with it because I know that that's not impacting my confidence and my self-worth, right? I had mad, crazy anxiety about showing up in the online space because I have, what is it? Um, Stage fright.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I did it. I started a talk show. Going to tell you something, right? But business, being an entrepreneur and being a business owner, isn't just about the logistics. It's about the mindset behind it. It's about your your value within yourself, your self worth, your ability again to say, "I'm worthy, I'm great, and I'm going to going to get this done."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is is hard it is it is so hard you have you know I I've been in business six years and it is very rare and I mean very rare for somebody to jump into the entrepreneur online space and start making money right away yeah because you need to build an audience you need to build a following it's not just oh, I'm going to launch today's program, you know, even my three month or three month life crisis package. I'm going to launch that today, but I'm going to launch it to my friends and family because that's all I have on my social media. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And I'm I'm sorry, even if that, even if you think that works for you, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Right. I, one of my favorite clients that I've ever had, I got because, I got injured and she's who I went to when I got injured. And it was through that conversation. It was the conversation that her and I had over the months of healing to get the understanding. Right. And I told her right away what I did. We had that conversation and it wasn't a, hey, come work with me. I wasn't in her DMs going, hey, you know, you need to work with me. It was, you know, I feel where you're coming from. And I gave her value and I gave her tips and I gave her tricks and I, and I taught her my, my values and and my word. And throughout that it was, you know what, I'm not pushing you. I really think that you should consider having a session with me because I think it would be really good value for you. I think that we would make a lot of progress and it took a little bit of time for her to, you know, get to know me, me to get to know her. And it, and we worked together for six months. She doesn't need me anymore.
2: That's best.
0: She's she's good now. And we talked the other day and she's like, I remember I had I had a little pick me up. I remembered a couple of our sessions the other day, and I'm like, you know, I just had to remember that I'm in control, that I make the decisions. And I'm like, absolutely. And how do you feel now? She's like, "Great." great. And Being an entrepreneur, it has to come from here. It it can't come from me. It can't come from Laura. It can't, you know, we can help you find that internal. But being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, your business is an expression of you. It's an expression of your passions, your journey, your, you know, I'm a spiritual teacher because I went through the newbie journey. I help Mm -hmm. new people who are newly awakened to the fact that they're spiritual I help them because that's where I struggled. Right. Yeah. I, and every one of my businesses comes down to, you have to do it this way. And me saying, no, the F I don't, I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. Every one of my businesses focus on self expression and self identity, Mm -hmm. nothing else. But as you can, as you know, the entrepreneur journey is something unique
2: to you. It has to be. And like, I remember the first coaching course I took said like your clients are a former version of you. And I remember like feeling really insecure about that because I wasn't quote unquote fixed or there or whatever you want to, like I, I didn't feel it, whatever the it was. And then I realized there was nothing to feel. It was something to claim, but God, is it true? And like, I love, hate, love when I have a moment with a client where I'm like, come on, get out of the mirror. Like this is not Laura from six years ago. Cause that's what I feel like I'm talking to. I used to be very overweight. I didn't know what to eat and I would diet incessantly and like felt terrible and would hate my body. Even when it looked fantastic. I remember, Oh my God, do I remember this? I was so freaking mean to myself. I would wake up every morning and I remember trying to lose weight for my wedding. Going to the mirror, turning sideways, grabbing my lower belly to fat shame myself every morning. What a bitch. And then one morning I looked up and I saw my ribs and I was like, I feel really fat, but I see my ribs. And it was like, my brain was like, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Something is wrong. And it like woke me up to like your feelings and the narrative that I had been living by for so many years it's not accurate and when I see that in clients I'm like I tell them and I'm like okay so let's and I like give them experiments and they run them and every single time they come back they're like you're right like it's just a story I'm like I know and now like being overstressed trying to prove your work through your work man formal Laura was definitely there and helping people realize like you can be calm and productive and worthy and balanced and still get everything that you have as busy and stressed minus the suffering so let's just take the suffering out get the output and the efficiency and like all that good feelings that we get without feeling like we're not enough for trying to seek something out there like out there doesn't create in here in here creates in here and Man, that's a hard thing.
0: What people don't... I I love that you said that. And I'm going to add to that. Because out there doesn't create in here. It does when we're younger. Yeah. But only because we decide to create it in there. Yeah. But what people don't understand is what's in here creates what's out there. Yeah. Right? Our emotions... Uh, what is it? Our emotions create our, I, I coined a term a while ago. I haven't used it in years as you know, but it's all about reality. Our reality is created by our thoughts and emotions, mm-hmm. right? But our emotions are created by our beliefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if our beliefs create one emotion, that emotion is going to create our reality. hmm right? So if I'm having a conversation with you, and you say something that I find hurtful, right? I'm the one creating the hurt. Mm -hmm. If you actually intention, and intention is totally different. If you intend to hurt me, that's totally different, right? Because that, but I still get to choose whether you're hurting me or not.
2: This is like the essence of too much. Like when people say like, you're too sensitive, Mm -hmm. what the heck does that mean? Quite frankly, like who holds the scale of sensitivity and who says, where is too sensitive? All that means is your personal awareness makes my personal awareness uncomfortable. So I'm going to label you as too sensitive. And then because of how we're brought up, we hold that identity and we don't know who to be then because as we grow up, like you're right. Like we are taking from the outside as children, but it's never told to us that when we become adults, that changes and we need to stop looking out there and we need to like source in now because we have the life experience. We have the foundation to pull from our brain and like understands these things. And we drive ourselves mad trying to satisfy a feeling, never understanding that, We create a feeling, not achieve it, so to speak. And it's one of my favorite things that I do with my clients is being like, okay, for one week, let's just tell me the emotions you want to try to, you want to focus on feeling this week. And you're allowed to every day. I want you to make choices based on like moving closer to those two emotions. And see how your life experiences. Every single one of them comes back like, it was amazing. I'm like, do you see that? I gave you a week. All you had to do was be intentional and you can live like that. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are you going to have to make some hard decisions at certain moments? Absolutely. It's not necessarily easy. But if we're doing all these things one way to try and get something, and then we don't get it. So we tell ourselves we need more of it. And then we keep not getting it. So we keep convincing ourselves we need more of it. Isn't that the definition of insanity? And I mean, I say that having done that, not realizing I was doing it, but like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. Like what makes more make it different? That's addiction. Mm -hmm. And we're addicted to the versions of ourselves from the past in a weird twisted way.
0: We are addicted to so many things. We just did an episode on addicted to abuse. We did addicted to thriving. We've done you know, we've done a lot of episodes that are focused on the different variations of addiction, right? And we are not only addicted to, we're addicted to abusing ourselves as shown by your fat shaming yourself, right? We become addicted to that, that habit, that routine of I'm not good enough. As entrepreneurs, we have imposter syndrome, which we did to last week, we did imposter syndrome. Um, There are so many different levels of what we experience as an entrepreneur. I want to say as a grateful yet frustrated entrepreneur, you have to have a strong, you don't have to have it right away. I'm not saying you have to have it right away to start a business. You absolutely don't. We've all started a business and we are not all there um so don't worry about that i'm saying that eventually along that journey you're going to be forced or, or coerced by yourself and by your experiences the universe and the life bus are going to say okay it's time and you're going to have to start working on yourself and part of your journey as an entrepreneur has been to work on yourself so starting to work on yourself your identity your your core belief systems the way that you feel about yourselves will help um, your ability to create that success that we're all looking for, Um, friendships. So let's recap, (laughs) let's recap grateful yet frustrated entrepreneurs. So your first one was uncertainty. Absolutely, uncertainty is a huge one, not knowing, you know, income, not having that that steady nine, nine to five paycheck, not having steady clients, not being able to, you know, the uncertainty of who to trust or which at where to go, or there's a lot of trust, a lot of trust in being an entrepreneur. And we're constantly um, brought into our world of who can we trust? Who can't we trust? What can we trust? Trusting your intuition is going to be number one. Mm. And if you don't know how to do that, reach out to me. I've got a business that does that, but, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about, um, the next thing is knowing that you're still capable. I, Kate, I, I think this is a sign. So bear with me while I just go off on a tangent. There's a bird, uh, there's a crow and I'm looking at him. He's in my apple tree and this crow has a broken wing. You can see that he has a broken wing. He's had a broken wing for the last probably three weeks. Mm. He's still alive. And every day I sit at my desk and every day I see that broken wing crow hopping in my yard, hopping down my neighbor's street, hopping, you know, on the boulevard and on the street and doing what he needs to do, even though he's not 100%. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. He's still doing what he's eating the seeds that the bir- the other birds have knocked out of the bird feeder. Right.
2: By like, yeah. He's, he's,
0: he's surviving and he's thriving at it. Like, I mean, he looks good other than his broken wing hanging limply, but he looks good. He doesn't look scrawny and you know, he does what he needs to do. He's climbing my apple tree right now, trying to get on top of my fence, right. Instead of, <laughs> Flying, um, which he just did. And I see him just walking along my fence with his broken wing. And as entrepreneurs, that's part of our process, is we're hopping along. We might not have a broken wing, but we don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, we are walking along that path, and it is a lonely path, Mm -hmm. and it is a scary, uncertain path where we don't know what's coming next, we, you know, we have all these plans and all these ideas and all this creativity, you need to know that you're not alone. First of all, you need to know that your number one support system is going to be yourself and that it is so important to build that foundation of trust, that foundation of courage and confidence and your intuition and creativity within yourself because your business is an expression of yourself as you're about to yawn I, I've done that on a couple episodes I'm not I caught it and I love it I love that you just did that that's so awesome but that's what happens when you wake your ass up at 4:30 30 in, in
2: the morning it does I mean there's no my life works because I'm willing to have a really messy bedtime where I feel like I'm a kid. I think I actually go to bed earlier than I did when I was a kid, but I also wake my ass up way earlier than I did when I was a kid. But, you know, I don't think we said it, but I, that the bird made me think of like the broken wing is the failures. Like there's no road to like straight on entrepreneurship without side steps into failure. And like, you gotta be able to, adapt and find your way to get the food and find your way up the fence and you know, be able to heal the hurt of the failure so that you can you're taking a picture of it aren't you
0: yeah I'm trying um he <laughs> I think he's kind of he's standing on the fence now um so I'm trying to see if he wanders a little bit so I can take a picture of him so people don't think I'm just off my rocker t- talking about some metaphorical bird that's not even there
2: Oh, and there (laughs) you go. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fantastic journey. I don't think I don't I hope that what we're talking about doesn't discourage anybody because I don't think that's the point you or I had. I think it was when we naturally connected, we just were able to find a safe space to actually air some of the frustrations and find the relatability. And if I had one message, like yes, everything we said, there understand there's uncertainty, understand. It's hard to find people to trust, understand it's lonely. So like get your crew of people that you can turn to and understand that it's fantastic to make your own hours sometimes, but it's also very easy to lose sight of the hours that you're working when you're the only person there doing the work. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's a fantastic journey. It's a lot of gratitude and you learn a lot about yourself. But it's work. Yep. It takes work. And it's, it's a journey.
0: And we all go through the journey. It's not the same for everybody else. It's not the same for Laura it is, as it is for me. We're all coming from different starting points. We're all coming from different places and different spaces and, and even different stages. There are people who... You know, aren't at the stage that I am where they're working on six businesses. There are people who, you know, I've never been so motivated or so focused as I am now having six businesses, right? And I give myself grace and I know that it's okay that I don't, you know, I don't focus on everything all at once and I don't focus on everything at one specific time or, you know, I'm not putting effort into all six businesses every day. It's a process. Mm -hmm. and we're we are a work in progress we're never truly there and and you know even even when we pass we're still not truly there it's we're trying to do things that are that are meaningful and supportive and that we love and and creating a a future for ourselves but it's never going to be the way we think it is. <laughs> is there, you know, it's always
2: going to be something, something different. I to say different isn't better sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's important to note, because I feel like a lot of times when people feel like it has to look like this is out of like that fear of uncertainty. But our imagination is has got it's got blinders, too. Maybe no. it's better than your brain can actually come up with right now. Mm-hmm.
0: So for everybody watching, I'm going to very quickly try to show you my little bird here or my crow.
2: And if I can press play. If it works. No, it doesn't. Okay.
0: And still, there we go.
2: There it
0: is. I don't know if you can see his little broken wing there, but yeah, he's got like this. The one wing is like hanging down. See, now he's on the boulevard. I could have taken a picture of him on the boulevard, but whatever. But again, he's doing what he needs to do to survive, right? And that's that's all we're trying to do. As entrepreneurs, we can be grateful. And when, when people tell you to focus on the gratitude and to focus on the positivity, being an entrepreneur is not all gratitude and positivity. You look at the, some of the most successful people in the world And a lot of them are drowning. A lot of them are unhappy or unable to express their identity. Or, you know, look at Robin Williams, Kate Spade, Chris Cornell, uh, Chester Bedingfield, Miss USA 2019. How many of these high profile individuals who created empires for themselves
2: had nowhere to turn but suicide? Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is not
0: all glitz and glamour and rainbows and butterflies. It's not. We all struggle. We all have ups and downs, up up, up and down days. There are days where I don't want to get out of bed and I just want to do absolutely nothing in any of my businesses because I need a me day. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's knowing yourself, knowing your worth, giving yourself grace to make the failure's, and I say failures because those failures are your stepping stones. They mm-hmm. are your springboards. Those are what are going to say, it didn't work this way. I'm going to try it another way. Mm-hmm. And right. And one of the main things, and I've failed many times. I've had so many launches that have launched to crickets. I, I've run the gambit. But every time it made me question, is this really what I want to be doing? It does this business mean more to me than the ease of giving up right now. And every time I asked myself that question, I got more and more empowered. Mm. I love this too much to give up. I'm going to keep going. And while I'm not where I want to be yet, after six years, I have never been closer. I have never been closer. And it was because I had to go through all of those different steps to say it's okay.
2: Yeah. There's no success without failure. Like uh, I forget the name, the founder of Spanx. She accredits her success to question her dad asked her every night at the dinner table, which was how did you fail today? With the understanding that if you didn't fail, you weren't trying hard enough. And I love that because people are so afraid of failing because of the meaning they apply to themselves. Again, going back to the whole self-worth and confidence and knowing who you are, but like, there's no success without failure. We wouldn't have internet without failure. We wouldn't have light without failure. We wouldn't have half the clothes, phones. We wouldn't have anything without failure. Like We learn through failure, but yet we're trying to hide from it. Just Steve Jobs. Yeah, he fired by
0: Apple.
2: Yeah,
0: and rehired. <laughs> if he hadn't have been fired and rehired, we wouldn't have iPhones.
2: Right.
0: And I'm I love my iPhone. Whether you're a Samsung or iPhone girl, I don't care. But I I, got love, I love my my products, my Apple products. They're they're golden to me. Right. And Everybody, like, how many times do you think? I think it was Albert Einstein who invented electricity. How many times do you think that man was electrocuted? <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> I mean, that—that's exactly the point. Is uh, I believe he said, or someone asked him, like, like, how does it feel to like not do it a thousand times? He was like, I didn't fail a thousand times I learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb or something like that and mm -hmm, that's exactly like every launch that fails you learn something new about the next launch every everything we do like it honestly I always go back to this with my clients like we learn to walk because of falling down babies don't have the strength in their legs but when they fall down and they get back up like we all sit down we do squats if you ever do a squat, the hard part isn't going down, it's getting back up. That's the strength part. And the babies need to fall down to get the strength in their little leggies to be able to stabilize and balance. So from the first things we start to do, we have to learn to get it wrong, to get it right. Can you imagine how different life would be if people were like-
0: Is If you are on the partner or the, if you love somebody who is in an addiction, the hardest thing to accept, and I've been there on both sides, is you can't love somebody out of addiction. You can't make that choice for them. They have to make that choice for themselves. And I think that's one of the hardest things about loving somebody with addiction. And, you know, like when I was in my addiction, I knew that I was safe. My family they are up worried, you know, my mom, and oh, I put them through some hard stuff and I apologize. And it took a lot of time. But it's so hard not making that choice for somebody else, especially if you love them so much, you can't pull them out, you can, you know, sit them down for an intervention, you can do this, you can hide them away from the world or try to, you know, you're grounded, but none of that will work until they make the choice, and they make that effort to heal what's inside of them that led them to the addiction in the first place. And sometimes they just need to feel supported in whatever choice they're making. Yeah, right. And that doesn't mean enabling, mm-hmm. it means loving them where they're at, and knowing mm-hmm. that they're doing what they feel that their options are. And that's, that's one of the biggest struggles for families with addiction is yeah. trying to be there the way that they need you and your way. And that's another big thing. You're with her sassy coach business, and they are inviting you to connect with her because she's got a few freebies for you. One of those is including is her books, uh, is her ebook. And it's all about her story with abuse, her story of finding herself and creating the sassy brand. So go and check that out. I'm going to actually download that to myself. So you can send me the link to that because I'm going to download that myself. Her links are in the description. If you would like to reach out to either myself or her, please do so. Links are in the description of this episode. And again, reach out. I, I beg of all of you, please reach out when you need help reach out for whatever it is that you need. There are people who are available for you. So Christine, again, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, uh, honey, I, I, I can't tell you how, how
2: grateful I am for this. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. I, and I agree. I, I hope everybody took at least one little piece of information, a little nugget of of something that they can hold inside and say, you know what, and just, just remember to be sassy. Fake it till you make it, you know, that's, that's what we're that's taught not, in
0: AA. That's <laughs> not super good. <laughs> there is a way to fake it till you make it, but make sure that you're not faking it all the time.
2: Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. you know, we'll live it. We'll live it. But thank you. I appreciate this very, very much. And thank, thank you heart. to all you listeners. So very viewers.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been your episode of just a live TV. Again, please follow us, like, and share. If you would like to sign up for our newsletter, you can do so at justalivetv.com. All of my information is in the description as well as Christine's. So please reach out, lots of love, and I will see
2: all of you on the next episode. Bye.